Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Home Green Homes podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka, a green realtor and a lead green associate in Los Angeles and the host of this show. Today I have Amy Sims, the director of design for Plant Prefab. Plant Prefab is a nation's first prefabricated design and manufacturing company dedicated to sustainable construction materials processes and operations, and it was spun out of Living Homes, a sustainable design and development company responsible for dozens of award-winning prefabricated homes, including the nation's very first LEED Platinum certified home in Santa Monica. Amy Sims is a founding member of Living Homes and currently the director of design for Plant Prefab. Over 10 years of experience in commercial office, sound studio, and retail and restaurant design allowed Amy to develop a core set of skills to apply the setup of a studio dedicated to prefabricated structures. Under Amy's direction, Living Homes was the first company in the U.S. to receive Lee Platinum certification for its model home. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining me today. I'm really excited to have you because I hope you know you and Living Homes really changed my life years ago when you guys hired me to photograph that new prefab model C6 in in Palm Springs. And that was the first time I became aware of sustainably designed homes and who would have thought that I would become a green realtor so many years later? I'm so grateful for your time and your willingness to let me talk to you today. So we're going to start off with uh, my question, Amy. Um, so prehab homes are becoming more popular these days. So if you could please uh, briefly define what prehab prefab homes are, and maybe explain the difference between that and manufactured homes, with no manufactured home for some time. So Sure, no, I'd love, uh, sure, I'd love to do that, and I have to say thank you, Izumi, because I actually didn't know that story. I didn't realize what an influence we were on you before. Oh, my That's God. That's great. Yes. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, no I think I've, yeah, I've told Steve that once or twice before, but I may, maybe I didn't tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's great. Yeah, so yeah. What, we do, what we do is actually called modular housing, which is, mm-hmm. so we're, we're part of housing and community development, which has several different branches underneath it, one of which is the factory-built housing program, and that's what modulars mm-hmm. are. So we're mm-hmm. built to the same code as if someone were building in the city of Santa Monica or Los Angeles or anywhere within the state of California, they have to abide by the California building code. So that's what we mm-hmm. adhere to. And then there's a third-party agency that reviews our drawings, and then they come into our factory and inspect the modules very similarly to how things get inspected on site. And then the mm-hmm. major difference between modular and manufactured homes is the code to which they're built so manufactured homes are built to hud code so they have Mm. much different 
requirements. And then the biggest difference is the fact that a manufactured home is never put on a permanent foundation. So it's usually it's like a mobile, it's like a mobile home and it's driven to the site. And, you know, sometimes they'll put a skirt around it and sometimes yeah. they may even make it attached to a permanent foundation, but it's really the code distinction that's the most important between the two. Mm, I see. I see. Wow. I didn't know that part. That's always good to know. Uh, so the, do you think or do you know uh, there's a lot of prehab homes now available? Are they mostly considered sustainably designed like uh, your product? No. Um, I mean, we're unique in the sense that we're really focused on waste management, reducing the amount of waste mm-hmm. that's involved in the production of every single home. We are yeah. working on automating our production facility so that mm. in that respect, eventually we'll actually be optimizing the cuts for every single piece mm-hmm. of wood stud, every plywood sheet, so that we're really, really reducing the amount of waste. And all the specifications that we have for the living homes and plant design projects are all as efficient from an energy and water management and mm. um, resource management. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, we're not aware of other manufacturers and fabricators that do that. There are some that okay. you know, maybe do it on a case-by-case basis, but mm. we're the mm-hmm. only ones that are really dedicating our mission statement that that's mm. our core value and really focusing on mm-hmm. sustainability. Right. Right. I I really I really love that and appreciate your commitment that you know, I over the years I have been seeing you guys do that and it's just remarkable. Um so your customers who come to you, are they mostly homeowners or do you have just as many uh developers come to you? Well, actually we have a pretty big mix. So mm. We we're doing some projects for us, which so Living mm-hmm. Homes became now the design studio of plants. Mm-hmm. So we have our right. own projects, and and that makes up about twenty five percent of the factory projects. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing a lot for developers, and we're right. doing a few multi-family projects, and then. Mm-hmm. Also, we're building for architects. So we have many architects that I are bringing see. projects, bringing projects to us, and then we work with their contractor to make sure that I we see. develop the overall scope of work, so that mm-hmm. you know there's a clear distinction between what the site general contractor is doing and then what we're building in the factory. Right. Right. So is that um, when when an architect comes to you, can can they can they bring any kind of design architectural design and you kind of figure out how to make this like a modular um, design? Is that how it works? Uh huh. Yeah. So what happens is 
in a perfect world, which sometimes we get, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, architects architects will come to us at the beginning of the schematic design phase, which mm-hmm. is you know before they've really developed everything too far along and before they've actually done any of the structural engineering. So right. then then I'll sit with them and review their drawings and help them understand. Sometimes there are limits that will define mm-hmm. the size of their modules based on right. their site. So yeah. say, for instance, their site access is very limited because it's a twisty, windy hillside. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that means, well, maybe we can only get a 10-foot wide module there, and maybe it can only right. be 30 feet wide. So that's really the mm, first thing right. we look at. Because I that's see. what's going to define the module size. Mm-hmm. And then the other things to consider, which one doesn't necessarily always have to do with custom home design, is the mechanical and plumbing system. Because we really right. have to think about where all that's going to go and how we're going to connect. If it's a two-story, you know, floor to floor, and then if it's mm-hmm. a one-story, we may have to make connections horizontally or vertically. So there's always additional layering of the design that we help the architect mm. to understand as well. Right. So you're on our, the one that, our, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say on our website, we created a design guideline to help architects mm, I see. look I at see. You know, while they're while they're considering their overall design, and you know, for the most part, you know, most mm-hmm. projects can can be modular. Um, sometimes, mm-hmm. based on based on design, um, it may not make sense for a modular mm-hmm. project, or if or if their site is really restrictive. Right. Sometimes that right. that can also challenge us if there's power lines or if there's large trees you know we have to take right. everything all into consideration yeah yeah so um do the architects or even builders do they have to come with certain knowledge of uh, a modular or prefab before they come to you or can they kind of come with the blank slate like i want to build a home that's going to be modular or prefab with, I mean, like you were saying, the site selection is definitely a consideration. Right. No, that's, no. So that's, in a, it would be great if they mm-hmm. already have modular experience. Most of the people, if mm-hmm. not 99% of the people we mm-hmm. work with have not done mm-hmm. modular before. So, oh, okay, that's, that's great information. Yeah. yeah. So then, so that's where my role at Plant as design director and also um, involved in standardization and mm-hmm. defining the overall specifications of Plant. I help mm-hmm. architects kind of understand how we work together as a team. Right. We right. encourage. We encourage the whoever we're working with as our customer to get their mm-hmm. site contractor on the team as right. soon as possible because then that's really helpful right. because so right. that we can establish 
the overall scope of work. So we want to make sure that it's really clear what we're doing in the factory and then what the site contractor has to do once they Mm -hmm. tie up the whole building together. Right, yeah. So do you have to work with certain kind of contractors? Like does it, can you, can you, uh, can you, basically train any contractors that that are putting together your uh, products at any point or mm-hmm. is it is it something that involves some a lot of training no so that's why I, what i was saying earlier is if we can mm. get that contractor on board early in the design early, process yes. and uh-huh right right we, right you know we work together as a team mm, and yeah. we help them understand what we do in the factory, what we can, what we can't do, mm-hmm. what are all the mm-hmm. connections that are going to have to happen on site. Um, right. We invite the contractor to the factory so that they see mm-hmm. exactly what's going to be delivered to their site so they understand right. where all the points of connection yeah. are. Yeah, I see. Okay, well, great. Thank you for clarifying that. So tell me, you can talk to me about the benefits of uh, going this way, building prefab or modular, as opposed to conventional building. So the the benefit really is in time, Mm -hmm. because what can happen is we have a a bifurcated building process, so that Mm -hmm. while we're building our modules. In the factory, the site contractors doing the grading, doing the foundations, mm-hmm. doing all the utilities. So mm-hmm. we're doing both things in parallel. So there's a significant amount of cost savings that way. So mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. be attractive to many homeowners and developers. Mm-hmm. Um, depending, depending on where the site is located, oftentimes we are less expensive too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the labor rate that we pay in the factory is a prevailing wage. The, mm-hmm. the guys are well paid and it's based mm-hmm. on comparable salaries for mm-hmm. Riverside and San Bernardino County areas. But if you mm-hmm. compare that to Malibu or Tahoe right. or Northern California, where the labor yeah. rates are significantly higher, you know, then that's right. where it really makes sense to consider us mm. as a partner in the development project. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there are other there are other parts of the mm-hmm. yeah there are other parts of the country where the labor rates may even be cheaper than ours. Mm-hmm. So if you add in the cost of transportation and installation, right. sometimes right. It doesn't really make sense. So it's really a value proposition, both on a cost right. savings and potential time savings for the overall project. Right. Right. Yeah. So your factory is in um, uh, where was that? Uh, Rialto. Right. Rialto. Yep. That's that. Yes. Yeah. That's San Bernardino County. Yeah. Right. So we're about yeah. one hour east of downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so do you do you provide um, your products throughout the country, throughout the state? Um, where are most of your uh, um, business so far? Well, 
Well, actually, I, I just realized I forgot one more important aspect sure. about okay. why modular, another benefit of modular mm-hmm. is that, that we're building in, in an enclosed environment. So right. we don't have, so we're always weather tight. We don't have to deal with rain. Um, right. So we're always building in a nice dry environment and that's a, yeah. a key ingredient for uh-huh. we're do- yeah. yeah we're doing lots of projects right now up in Tahoe and Squaw Valley in the mountains and ski mm-hmm. country and their building yeah. window is really short right because mm-hmm. they have snow mm-hmm. and they have cold weather so we're able to extend their overall building season mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing so while they're, they have snow and uh, weather conditions, the house could still be being built in the factory. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, when it, yeah. and then, then when it thaws, they can start working on their foundation. And then, you know, now we can come and put in the modules in a much faster time than it would take them yeah. to build it on site. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, you mentioned earlier ADU um, in Palm Spring, you at the Modernism Week. Uh, so what's happening with ADU in your world? Are you getting a lot of orders for uh, ADUs? No, not yet. New... Um, mm. No, not yet. Um, we've got lots of folks interested in it. I think people are still mm-hmm. trying to understand how they can do it and What's mm-hmm. the best adap- adaptation? Right now, mm-hmm. we're working on a patent that we got in oh. 2008 for mm-hmm. a hybrid system, which is mm. based up of modules and panels. And what mm. it does is mm-hmm. it allows us to get access to sites where a crane isn't necessarily the best solution or the cost right. of doing a crane doesn't really make sense. So right. the, you know, an ADU is a very small dwelling unit that has a kitchen and a mm-hmm. bathroom in it. Right. And so we're doing, we're doing the same thing. And say, for instance, the unit that we have installed in Palm Springs right now, that one's just under mm-hmm. 500 square feet. It's a one-bedroom, mm-hmm. one-bath kitchen, and then living dining mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the greatest challenge with the ADU is a cost challenge because mm-hmm. in less than 500 square feet, we're putting the same amount of stuff as one might mm-hmm. in a 1,000 square foot one-bedroom, right. one-bath home, right? Yeah. So yeah. That's the, so. What we're working on with the panels is being able to provide a solution where we have pre-finished panels that can come to the site, snap together, and be completed in less time and then have access to a lot more different sites. Oh, I hope you can get that done, make that available soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, so the I one bet there'll Palm... be a lot of people who are interested. Yeah, in Palm Springs. Yeah, the one in Palm Springs is our first one. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a it's a core it's a core mechanical plumbing module that is eight feet wide, 
by almost 16 feet long, and that has all mm-hmm. of our plumbing, all of our electrical and mechanical mm. all in one place. And then the rest of it is panels, and then the panels right. each have electrical in it. So we have floor right. panels, we have wall panels, and roof panels. Yeah. That that sounds like a proto-home um, model. They they have that, uh, you know, proto-homes, they have the panels and the core. Mm-hmm. It's similar. Sim- but the similar. Similar it's, idea. It's, yeah, the difference is our panels are going to be pre-finished, and mm, the overall the overall mechanical core is slightly different mm-hmm. because our core also includes a bathroom and a kitchen. Oh wow! So that's, that's the biggest great. distinction. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's not just mechanical. We actually have a full tiled bathroom with a shower. <laughs> Vanity toilet uh-huh. and a full uh-huh. kitchen, refrigerator, stove, microwave, everything. Okay, I have to go see that. Is that the one in um, the uh, on Modernism Week that mm-hmm. you can see? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, gonna have to go see that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's gonna be up for the whole week from the 14th to the 24th. Okay, February 14th to 24th. Great. Yes. Okay, well, so my last question, Amy, um, what do you, what's the sense that you have for, uh, about the future of the prefab homes or even sustainably designed homes in the coming years? I mean, we now have, we're in California, so we're definitely on cutting edge of, you know, making all these changes, but you are, you are in the field with your boots on the ground. So what is your sense? Well, I think our the reason we started this company is mm-hmm. for many reasons, two of which have to do with quality and availability. Um, mm-hmm. You asked before, you know, how far mm-hmm. in the country could we build? Mm-hmm. And at a certain right. point, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Right. Because the transportation costs can far right. outweigh the overall project cost. Right. So yeah. we we really feel strongly that building in an enclosed environment mm-hmm. where we can reduce waste, control mm-hmm. the quality, and mm-hmm. eventually become fully automated so that we can also reduce time is the mm-hmm. way of the future. Right. Yeah, we re- so this is our first factory. We're mm-hmm. gearing up to potentially starting another factory soon and really looking forward mm. to full full automation, where, as I said earlier, we're really looking at ways of controlling costs and, most importantly, mm-hmm. the waste involved. So that, yeah. generally speaking, the waste involved in construction is what really fills up the bulk of our landscape and our exactly. waste, our not our landscape, but you, <laughs> our landfill. Yeah, not our landscape. Yeah, landfill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I so, really appreciate the fact that you guys are looking at the waste part because I don't hear that a lot from, you know, people in the construction industry. <laughs> no, and that's why Lead created those points in their mm-hmm. tech system, right? Because yeah. that's such a yeah. big, uh, such a big factor in the construction mm-hmm. industry is people aren't yeah. buying 
and they're not thinking about how much product they actually need, and then they end up mm-hmm. with a lot of waste that they can't use on yeah. the next project. So the right. difference in the factory yeah. is we're always using whatever materials we have left over, we use them on the next project. Mm-hmm. So already right. by default, we're reducing yeah. the amount of waste we have. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm, I may be biased, but I, I just, I'm just so uh, grateful that you guys are doing what you're doing and, you know, really excited to, to be witnessing the evolution of your business. You know, now you have the plant prefab. Um, really, really grateful. So thank you so much. And, and people can find you guys at plantprefab.com or livinghome.net uh-huh. yep. still well, available? Both? Well, we we actually um, merged as one company last year. Okay. So okay. Living Homes is, is, you know, really our brand, but we're all yeah, working on plant prefab right now. So, yeah, that's the best okay. place to find us. Plantprefab.com. Yes. Okay. Great. Thank you so much, Amy. This is so great. I'm so grateful to have this conversation. I would like to have, like, a more in-depth, you know, uh, conversation at some point, but this was great, and I, I think um, I think people who who really wanted to know about prefab, I would appreciate it. So thank you again. Great, thank, yeah, and thank and, you so much for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. Um, again, this was Green Home Green Home Podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka, a green realtor, and you can find me at homegreenhomes.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Tess. Bye. Bye.